home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. And the crowd goes wild. Welcome back to Rated G Radio 2.0. It's Saturday night. You're on a date night with me tonight. It's so exciting. We're going to be going on a date with Stephanie Gerard. She's a quantum energy healer. If you are a fan of the old guard, what does the OG stand for? I think it stands for old guard. I don't know. Hopefully it's not anything that's wrong. But um, Stephanie was on the show all the time as a regular monthly guest. And when we started the process to get 2.0 up and going a couple months ago, um, I said, Stephanie, man, I, we've got a gajillion people who would love to hear your voice again and have you come back on the show. And she's like, sign me up. Let's totally do this. So this is the first date that we could get Stephanie on the program because she's busy running around the world um, doing all kinds of stuff. So I'm really excited to bring Stephanie on in just a couple of minutes. I got a ton of you that are already calling and want to ask questions. This is just a reminder that we're going to take questions probably the last 15, 20 minutes of the show. So if you want to hang on the line and just, you know, hang out with us, that is so awesome. And I'm thrilled that you were listening tonight, but we're not going to open up the phone lines till probably about um, 835, 840, something like that. And when we get to the point of doing that, Stephanie's going to tell us about um, what she does, how she does it, all the good stuff. So you have to be a good little doobie and uh, play along. So um, when I bring you on the line, you can ask your question and we can go from there. So just uh, you know, keep that in mind if you're listening early. Yes, we are going to take calls. I'm thrilled that you're calling in, but um, we're going to chit chat with Stephanie for a few minutes in just a second. Um, we have had a lot of requests for another Friday night dance party, which is now going to be the Saturday night dance party. I'm working with a producer up in Hollywood to bring another one of his artists on the show. Um, you know, and frankly, it just depends upon when I can get the schedule to work for me and then the artist at, um, at the same time. But really some great talent that we're going to be hearing from dance music. You know, I love some EDM. I love some club music, um, disco-y types of sounds. And that is what this singer is going to be bringing to the table. So I'm excited to have a new show with you in just a tiny little bit that will um, get you moving on a Saturday night. So we can have a Saturday night dance off. I know what that's going to look like. Um, and, you know, for all the crazy stuff that's going on these days and everybody wants to do a Zoom and a TikTok and a Tic Tac and a certs, nobody probably even knows what a certs is. Um, I hate doing anything that's like a Skypey type of video. I don't know why. I just think I look horrible in them. And there's like no benefit of me trying to, you know, pretend that, you know, I'm going to get dolled up so I can have bad lighting, make me look like I've got bags under my eyes. So I would be very interested to hear from Stephanie in just a moment, how many Zoom type of meetings that she does when she's with her clients. Um, but just it, this whole thing has just been, you know, kind of crazy the last few months. And it's been revolutionizing how we do and what we do. And um, all of the fun things that we used to take for granted is just kind of like, oh, yeah, let's Skype. Now it's, you know, business as usual and we're doing all meetings. 
Um, but I think that as enthusiastic as we get with this new technology or new platforms, um, we need some better guidelines. Like you need to look camera ready. You must wear pants. You can't have screaming kids in the background, you know, all, all those types of things. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's some etiquette to this we should consider writing. Um, but, you know, but your ideas, your uh, suggestions for guests, comments, things like that, I love hearing from you. You are welcome to go to ratedgradio.com, and um, that's also my personal website. And if you go to the contact me page, if you want to ask a question there, you can. You can also um, suggest guests on the Rated G Radio Facebook page. You can just send me a private message on that. And if you have an idea for a show topic or just want to call in and chat some night, we would love that as well. So without further ado, we're going to bring Stephanie Gerard on. Stephanie, welcome back to Rated G Radio. How are you, my dear? Hi, Garrett. Yay! I'm doing great. Yay! Ready to radio. Um, doing well. Doing well. Yeah. Just so. Um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego tonight? <laughs> Carmen San Diego is in Portland, Oregon. Oh my gosh! Yeah. The Rose City. The Rose City. Oh, and I love roses. Yeah. So yeah, this is the perfect time of year to be there. They're getting ready for their big jazz festival. Uh, have they been talking about that at all? You know, honestly, I just got in last night, so I. Oh, okay. Sure. So it's way too soon. Um. Well, very good. What are you doing okay. in Portland? I am visiting family, and um, it's wonderful. I've got lots of family in the greater Northwest area, and then. You know, like we talked about, I was uh, born in Salem, Oregon, and and lots and lots of family here. One second here. <laughs> Sorry, I had set my alarm. <laughs> it just oh, oh my goodness! It's like, what is that? Um, no, came here for family to see family and visit, and we had a gathering today, let's put it that way, and there were several dads, so we had an early Father's Day for all the dads present, and I also had wonderful opportunity to see my godmother, and wow. uh, that was really special. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, had about with a couple of health challenges this year, so um, it was fun to fly into town here and stay with family and visit with her. She's a she's the last living sibling um, left in my dad's family, so we've enjoyed some really cool bonding time. And then my brother from Phoenix flew up, and oh my gosh. he's here. He's here with me, so we're doing the family thing. And then Monday, he and I will fly together into the oven. So we fly to the oven called Phoenix. I know. I know. Yesterday, uh, yesterday I left Alaska in Alaska, and it was probably low mid-50s, raining. I'm wearing my Levi jacket, right? And uh, <laughs> I land in Portland, Oregon, and it's 83 and humid, and it's like, you know, it's not that I didn't know this. This is an adjustment. But today's yeah. been lovely. 
because the rain follows me. So we've been enjoying rain, and I'm like, oh, thank you, God. This is a relief. This is nice. But it's been really lovely, and it's also nice to have the gifts that I do because there was a lot of work going on. There was a lot of neat stuff going on, really cool family dynamics, and then within that, you know, there's always healing, always something. So it was neat to bounce around and visit and, you know, reconnect. Um, I was teasing my brother, you know, last year we decided at the last minute, hey, let's meet in Portland. So we did, just just because. And so, <laughs> so we met at the airport, you know, last evening, and uh, here we are. And I said, hey, it's like that movie same time next year. So anyway, kind of so. So, so with everybody there, do you have, and thank you for the reminder that tomorrow is Father's Day. I'm going to have to, my dad is, oh, I'm going to be, I'm, he's going to kill me if I, if I get this wrong. I think he's 85. If he's not 85, he's 86. And we text. He's mm-hmm. king of texting. He's just picked this up. I think because their desktop computer <laughs> finally bit the big one. And um, his wife got him a, a, like an iPad mini. I don't know what happened to that. I still think he has that. But now all of a sudden he has a new iPhone. And so he has figured out how to iMessage. And um, he, you know, for a while was really kind of self-conscious because, the, you know, sometimes the typing was bad. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And I said, I'm going to give you a little secret. You know, you, do, you can dictate on your iPad or on your iPhone. And so I, you know, showed him how to do that. And now I get these, you know, like four-mile-long texts from him going la 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 and i'm going well that is not unexpected but i did not expect it but there you go that's my dad and he's in phoenix too oh cool so did your brother tell you how hot it was in phoenix when he left the oven well i believe it was clearly over 100 i think he said it was 108 or 109 yeah, I was that's say, a little. That sounds yeah. about right, because you know it seems mm-hmm. it's around this time of the year that they start getting into the 115 to 120 range for their 60 days of you know. Hi, I like to live in hell. Um, you know, one of the primary reasons I left Phoenix is because of the summers. I just couldn't take the heat anymore. Um, can't stand the heat. Get out of the Phoenix, and you know that's what I did. But for everybody who oh. you know can get through it, oh my gosh, you know Phoenix is awesome. Well, I'll tell you, um, I did try and living there, and in fact, I did live there for two and a half years. And it's like I tell everybody, I was leaving work one day. I was working in downtown Phoenix um, for the administrative offices of the court, the AOC, and uh, AKA Supreme Court. And I'm walking out of this building, and so walking out of the building was like walking into a hair dryer that mm-hmm. never stopped blasting mm-hmm. and they offered free parking about a block and a half away so in that short block and a half i am not kidding people think i'm crazy you're trying to sweat when you crack your mouth open to kind of like breathe because you can't breathe you're trying to sweat so i got to the car turned it on kicked on the air and the radio is announcing it's 122 degrees. I was there and the I same thought, day with well, you. No way. Right? Yes. That's back in the day. Oh, 
Yes, it was horrible. It was back in the day. Oh, I thought, this girl is moving. So I packed it up at the end of that year, and that was the end of that. Uh, I have lots of family there. I have siblings there, nieces, nephews. So that's why I'm going there on Monday. But, um, oh, listen, living in that kind of weather, I, you know, it's doable. I mean, I knew I was acclimated one evening as I'm leaving my parents' house and I'm driving with the windows down at 95 degrees. 95. And I thought, oh, this is nice and cool. Okay, but Stephanie, we need to qualify this. 95 degrees is cool. It sounds crazy unless you've you've been there or lived there, and then it makes perfect sense. But, you know, you go through the the blazing, glaring, hot sun at 110 or whatever the 100 and whatever temperature is. And once the sun kind of hits the horizon and starts to go down – that 95, as crazy as this sounds, is really a lovely temperature. And driving with the windows down and you get a little breeze, that's not bad. Honestly, it was comfortable. And, you know, when I lived there, my breaking point to, you know, acclimate to the heat, once it hit about 109, 108, 109, that to me felt absolutely intolerable. Mm-hmm. But this is crazier. You kick that temp up to 115, 116, 118, then it's like, well, hot is hot. Okay. And I could wrap my mind around that, but I couldn't do the 108 thing. It's like, See, it's I agree. This is too much. Yeah. It, it, it just totally makes sense. Yes. Well, anyway, I'm glad you're not living in, well, for all your family that's living there, Stephanie, I'm thrilled they're there, and I'm yes. thrilled you have a destination to go to that's safe and protected and Thank all of that. You. Okay, so blah, 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 but yeah. I'm thrilled I don't live yeah. there anymore. Oh, <laughs> I think Phoenix is a great place to visit. <laughs> well, it, and I mean, it is, and, and that's what people, you know, the, we, we laugh at that because we've lived there, but if you, um, if, you know, if you're used to different climate or if you're used, used to different types of seasons, going to Phoenix for a, a little vacation for a week or a few days is absolutely pleasant because you're going to probably, you know, hopefully you got some money and you're staying at like a JW Marriott or, you know, someplace fancy with a nice big resort pool or you're going to the Salt River and, you know, inner tubing with everybody's pee in the, in the river and all of that fun stuff. <laughs> no. Um, but, you know, but you're yeah. going to be there for a few days. And then when you're done with that, you can leave and go back to whatever horrible weather that you're, you know, trying to escape from. But when you live in that 365 days a year, it is exhausting. Oh. It is exhausting. Mm-hmm. It is. It's tiring. It's exhausting. It's pretty. My favorite months were December and January because the temperature dropped to 60. And the women would wear their fur coats and boots to the grocery mm. store at 60 oh, degrees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot to be said for that as well as I'm rolling my eyes to the back of my head. Now, I will tell you, though, in, in you know, December and January, people think, oh, in Phoenix, it doesn't get, you know, it doesn't get cold. It gets really cold in that December and January time period because there's no humidity in the air. And so even though it might be 60 sure. degrees, it's 60 cold degrees. And when the, the lows at night get down into the 30s, you know, people don't know that it, sometimes it snows in Phoenix. And you're like, oh, it doesn't snow. Trust me, I've had it snow on Christmas in Phoenix in, you know, one of the 20 years that I lived mm-hmm. there. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't stay or stick very long, but it snows in Phoenix, Arizona. It truly does. Um, mm-hmm. But it is just, mm-hmm. a, it's a bitter cold. I mean, that's the only way I can, you know, think of it. Because when I, you know, I'm out here at the beach and in the wintertime when the temperatures get low like that, I can still, you know, kind of get by by wearing my hoodie and gym shorts. Sometimes I might have to break down and put on a whole pair of sweatpants, but it's not like, you know, in Phoenix, you know, you needed to layer up because you would get cold to the bone, but you know, that's not going to be happening in June or July. So anyway, so I'm glad you're, you're doing that with the family. Do you have a favorite father's day memory or favorite memory of your father? I would say, uh, you know, favorite memory of father, I mean, you know, I'm the oldest of five kids. And so, you know, Father's Day was always a whirlwind. You know, of course, it's friends on a Sunday, raised Catholic, went to church, came home, had the dinner, you know, the whole nine yards. But I will say that the most memorable one, now my dad passed almost two and a half years ago. So I would say it was the final Father's Day. It was real sweet. Um, he was living in, where was he, Gilbert, Arizona. He had uh, a mishap there that ended up requiring some pretty major surgery, and then he wound up living in independent living. And they were like, um, no, you're not traveling. You're done. You live here now. So anyway, he, um, my sister and I, one of my two sisters, took him to lunch. That's what he really wanted to do. And we went to a special restaurant for him, Billy McHale's. McHale, McHale, I call it McHale. Anyway, um, what he really wanted, he wanted a beer. And he didn't want just a regular beer. He wanted a big pounder of beer. And, um, and so it was interesting because he shared with my sister and I you know, just different memories and also sharing what he wanted to have happen, you know, for after he was gone. He was of clear mind. His body simply was breaking down. And so it was interesting and it was fun and this sounds crazy, but just to watch him enjoy this one glass of beer. And it just was delicious. He loved the environment in there. He loved the food. He enjoyed every bite. He wore his fedora. Oh, he was all about his hat. So he wore his fedora and dressed up, and he was all about the Hawaiian shirt. And it's like, oh, you know what? God bless some of those department stores (laughs) out there. But you know what? (laughs) He must have had two dozen of those hackers. So anyway, he had on a favorite Hawaiian shirt and his little shorts and Oh, you know, the food dribbled down the front as it always did. Not, not because he had anything wrong with this. No, just because he was a messy eater. He just oh my he was gosh. like putting a, kid in my, putting a kid in the high chair. But uh, anyway, um, it was nice. It was really sweet. And just to have that final, it turned out to be a final memory and some final moments. And he really just had a wonderful time. And it was fun to see him really enjoyed himself. Yeah, I just that was really cool. It was really neat to share that with him. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think it's things like that that we sometimes forget when we're in the moment of it that um, there's mm-hmm. a great quote, and I'm, I'm probably going to screw it up. So, you know, I I just kind of get the gist of things. And then when I repeat it, the gist is completely wrong, but hopefully that will get, get through. There's a meme or a picture that's out there on the Internet, and it says, you never knew the last time that you were going to hang out 
with your friends was going to be the last time you were going to hang out with your friends. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes when we're with our friends or our family, whether we love them or hate them or somewhere in between, um, you know, we sometimes forget that, you know, each moment that we have is as barfy as this sounds, each moment that we have is precious and we should appreciate it and value it. Um, there are some moments with people that I do know that I would like to be extremely brief and I'm going to appreciate the brevity of the moment, but there are others that, you know, like with you, I would enjoy spending hours just gabbing and gabbing and gabbing and, um, that would be completely Mm -hmm. delightful. But, um, you know, you don't realize that, you know, and I look back on, you know, different people and events in my life and I'm, I, if I would have known that that was the last time I was going to see such and such, I would have told them what a big pain in the ass they are. Or if that was the last time I was going to see so-and-so, I would have told them how much I love them. Mostly yeah. it's the pain in the ass part. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, oh. it totally would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is the way, that, that's mm-hmm. the way I am. It's like, do you realize what a, what a pain in the ass you are? You really are. And I would love to tell that. Um, anyway, so, but back to you. So now, I mean, you're kind of like in the, the midpoint here. You're in the Portland area. And, right. it, you know, enjoying the 83 degrees, it's great. Um, but your journey in recent, you know, I say recent years, I'm not, and you're going to correct me on the time, but um, you were in Washington State the last time we were doing the show and things were great. You were doing all kinds of fun stuff. And now you are living somewhere in the wild frontier. So what happened <laughs> that you decided to go even farther north? than um, the beautiful Pacific, you know, Seattle, you know, Bellevue area? Well, I'll tell you, um, I am asked this question quite often. So just a little bit of background. Um, I was connected with a group of people local there to the Seattle area, and there was a little community both in the Seattle area and up in Anchorage, Alaska. And so I and a few others would travel up there from time to time and, um, you know, just visit the community up there and then come back and whatever. So anyway, um, the first time I had visited Alaska, and more specifically Anchorage, which is the largest city in the state, and it's not even 300,000 people, (laughs) Um, there was something peaceful about it. It just was super, super peaceful. and. I thought, wow, I wonder what it would be like to live here. But, you know, so anyway, the visits were very infrequent to Alaska. And it seemed that each time I visited, it was some form of winter. (laughs) Winter there can last, you know, seven months, eight months. It just depends. So, you know, there was never a time I was there I had visited where it wasn't some form of winter. And then one time I visited in the month of June. And this was, what, three years ago now. And, you know, for one thing, when the plane landed, it was midnight. Well, the sun was still in the sky, and I was thinking about going down, and the skies were pink, and I'm like, what is this? And <laughs> uh, two of my friends picked me up, and I'm, I'm, I was so disoriented, you know, because the sun had gone down on the way up to Alaska, flying out of Seattle, and now I'm flying into sunrise. It's bright, and it, I'm already disoriented. But it was beautiful, and the town to me, it's completely different 
to see it without snow. So anyway, there's a phrase in Alaska <laughs> that they all know, Alaska calls your name. Well, for me it did, I, you know, because with my visits, it's like, well, gosh, I wonder about this, I wonder about that. And um, so last year, um, oh, I was running, and I still do, I run a little online, it's a small group, it's a healing circle. And um, anyway, one of my connections in there lives there, and so she threw a couple of ideas out, and long story short, I thought, you know what, why not? Let me just, I'm just going to go and just see where the road takes me, in a sense. But um, what's interesting, though, is when I was doing my research, and I had done, been doing my research, um, Denali up there also, we would know it as Mount McKinley. Mount McKinley, energetically speaking, is one of Mother Earth's crown chakras. And oh. I thought, oh, I, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, no wonder. And then Mount McKinley, and I don't know this purely for a fact, but it's my understanding based on the friends there. Uh, Mount McKinley is also representative of male energy because, you know, we have our different landmarks on the planet. You know, it's either female energy or it's male. I was more so attracted to the crown chakra, and I thought, well, what if? What if I went up there and tried it for a year or two years or however long? I don't have a marker on that. Uh, more so for the experience and just to see what happens. And so I went ahead and went. And, you know, when we are getting ready to make some really big life decisions, like, okay, this is beyond life-changing, I told very few people, very few, because when you go broadcasting, hey, you know what, I'm going to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, well, what do you think you're going to get? You're going to get a thousand and one opinions and some more. And I knew in my heart I needed to follow my calling and my path. So I told just a couple of people, and I was gone, and that was that. But um, Alaska called my name. The you know the nature there is just you know over the top, absolutely beautiful. Um, it's fun to see a moose. Just kind of saunter up to your back fence and look in the window, like, hi, what's going on? Um, the the black bears are wide awake at this point, and we see a lot of baby bear cubs in different areas, and, uh, you know, people are always taking pictures of the bears running across the trail, running across the street. One was sitting at a bus stop a mile and a half away, but people were not going to that bus stop. But... Um, it, it's just, I know, right? Yeah, hanging out. But um, it just, it called my name, and I thought, you know, I think it's time for a change. But you know what also drew me there, Garrett, is the fact that, you know, the Seattle area, which equates to western Washington, um, it's busy. There's lots of people. There's lots of static. There's, you know, everything is just amplified. And I was at a place in my life where I'm ready for some quiet. I need to unplug from noise and plug into peace, plug into nature, because I need to be able to think. And that's that's where I was at. And it took a while to decompress. I mean, when it's quiet, and then I'm get I arrive there at the time of year where the days are slowly growing shorter and shorter and shorter. And if that doesn't make one 
go within and be quiet with oneself. So anyway, I just, it's interesting to try to explain it, but for me, it was the calling of like the next chapter of the spiritual journey. It's like, okay, this is the next chapter. Time to turn the page. Let's Mm -hmm. see where this goes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was a big risk. It takes a lot of courage to do that. Lots of people have said, you know, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. And it's like, well, you know, anything is possible. You know, that's that's where I come from. Well, what else is possible? You know, years ago there was a spiritual life coach, and I would listen to her. She would be on the radio as well. And um, that was all. that was one of her questions. Gosh, this was 11 years ago. And she would always say, well, what else is possible? Well, what else is possible? And so a few of the things that she would teach people, that sat with me. And I thought to myself, well, what else is possible? If I move to Alaska, what else can happen? So anyway, that's a very long explanation to how did I live in Alaska, but uh, how did I land there? But it was quite, it was really, though, a long thought process. It really was. It was observing on and off for four years, paying attention to what is it that's calling me here? What is it? And then I'm learning about, you know, Mother Earth's crown chakra. Oh, hello. Okay. I'm in. I'm there. Uh huh. And so there I am. That's where I am. So, okay. I, I have questions here for you because I've never been to Alaska. My only thought, so again, it's kind of like when you live in Phoenix, you think that, oh, you must go to the Grand Canyon and have picnics there every day. I've lived in Phoenix for 20 some odd years and I've never been to the Grand Canyon once. And everybody's like, how do you, right. how do you not? I live at the beach. I've been to the beach once. You know how the last time I was at the beach, Stephanie, it was last Labor Day weekend. I oh live, my God. you know, yeah. I live like four blocks from the beach. I drive down PCH yes, do. every day to work. And the last time I've, I've been to the beach last Labor Day. So, you know, you, you just always think. So I always think that, the, that Alaska has seven trillion feet of snow and oh. everything is like horrible <laughs> and you have to wear parkas all the time. Now, you have dispelled that by not only your explanation right now, but you've been posting some amazing pictures that you've taken recently. And I'm like, Where's the snow? And I tend to forget that, you know, you don't have snow year round. So um, now that you've educated me on that, thank you very much. How many hours of sunshine are you getting a day now? And then what's it like for numbers of hours of sunshine in the wintertime? What what is that uh, change like? Because it's completely different than anything I think most of our listeners have experienced. Exactly. So Anchorage sits lower than Fairbanks. So tomorrow the solstice, Fairbanks, because it's higher up and it's closer to the Arctic Circle, they will likely have a full 24 hours of daylight. Now Anchorage is, it's an eight-hour drive south of there. So right now, um, for example, the sun today rose in the 4 a.m. hour and it will go down tonight in the almost midnight hour. So what this translates to is, so what it translates to is the sun actually starts rising in the 3 a.m. hour, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the sun doesn't, and it doesn't, you don't really see a semblance of darkness right now. So there's about three hours in the middle of the night from, well, no, about two hours from maybe one to three 
where it's sort of darkish. I call it twilight. But uh-huh. you know, you just learn you just learn to roll the blinds the other way and you pull the covers over your head and you know, when you're tired you go to sleep. But yeah. this is what I noticed though. One of my friends there, she knows who she is. Um she said, you know, if you're going to live in Alaska, it's like this. It's just think of a dog. And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, a dog eats when it's hungry, sleeps when it's tired, and every time you wake up from a nap, it's a brand new day. And that's kind of how it is this time of year. You sleep. There's times when I get in bed at 2 in the afternoon, I'll sleep till 5, 6 o'clock in the evening. And then I get up and I start over, and then I go back to bed probably, you know, midnight, 12.30, 1 o'clock, and I'll sleep, like, through the night. So it's interesting. It, it's strange. Now, with the darkness, um, with the short days, now, I kind of hit a wall in the month of November because those days were waning down to about five hours of daylight. Oh. There was something... Uh, November for me was claustrophobic. It was like, oh dear God, am, am I? What was I thinking? And then something, you know, it took a little while, and then it's like, okay. Then you get that one day when it's not gray. It's like you have some clouds and some blue sky, and then it's like, okay, all right. So one thing that Alaskans do, you know, to go anywhere, if you want to go on a road trip, you know, you're driving four, five, six, eight hours, ten hours, and it's so worth it because if you, you know, going on a trip to drive to the sun. Memorial Day weekend, a friend and I, she said, hey, I figured out where the sun's going to be because we were in a little stretch of maybe a couple of days where it had been raining. So we hopped in the car, and she said, there's sunshine in Homer at 3 o'clock this afternoon. So we got there at 6 o'clock, and by God, was she correct. Oh, yeah. So on the way, we're seeing... There's Mount Rebelt, which is one of the biggest volcanoes. There's uh, eagles flying. I mean, it was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. So we were out till midnight driving around, and you you would think, so you would think midnight is dark. And it's kind of weirding me out here in Portland because it's like, well, why is the sun going down? So now I'm doing that going the other way. But but literally, you drive to the sun. And so the snow... You know, when you say snow, I mean, the snow. when the snowfall starts, it, it messes with you because all of a sudden you've got maybe a foot of snow. And then it rains and there's no snow. So that happens a couple, three or four or five times. And then when the snow finally falls and it starts to stick, then it accrues. You know, you, you know I think we probably had all together five or six feet of snow, but it comes in layers, you know snows and then it melts a little bit and then snows some more. So we do this back and forth thing throughout the winter. And then come the end of March, it's like, you feel like the snow is never going to go away. <laughs> and then April comes. I, I know, then it's like, you know what, I'm going to get me a plane flight somewhere. But then all of a sudden, mid-April, it's all gone. And the weather changes so fast. So fast. Like right now, when the sun goes down, it goes down on the west but it's it's not really down. The sun moves to the west and then goes straight north. Mm-hmm. It's strange. The w- winter time, the sun rises 
southeast and goes down in the southwest. It never comes over the top of the center of the town. It's interesting. Though. I, I, I love it because it's so high up on the globe. I always imagine the globe and the globe is tilting. And, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting. So but it the, takes grit. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Well, I, I, okay, I think I want to come visit you, Stephanie. <laughs> Not in the winter. I think in the summer, you're going to have to pick your, like, hottest week ever, and I'll come then, and I'll still probably need, like, thermal underwear, but that would be fun to see. Okay, so you just brought up a great point. For everybody who thinks that the Earth is flat, I think Stephanie has just shown you that um, the Earth has a little bit of a curve to it. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, yes. Yep. And Fairbanks is interesting. So this past winter, a friend and I decided this is what happens when you put two Geminis together. Oh, what about the winter solstice? We're going to go up to the Arctic Circle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Uh-uh. Yep. Yeah, you have but, fun with that. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we made it to Fairbanks, and then we uh-huh. set out the next day, which is was the day, af- one day after the winter solstice, and it was... Garrett, it's eerie. It was eerie because when you, we got up to the tundra and there's nothing. There's nothing. Well, well, there is nature, yes, but there's no cell phone towers. There's no services of any kind, including gas stations. It's you and the weather. And the sky feels like it's right above your head, Garrett. I got claustrophobic. I had wow. to just look straight ahead. Uh-huh. And the sun that day came up at, I want to say, 11.30, 11.40 in the morning, and it was down by 2.15. Ooh, no, no, oh. no, 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 yeah. no. I'm, was, I'm not coming down. Oh. <laughs> come for the solstice. I'll it's come. I'll come next year for the summer solstice. Yeah. We'll do a broadcast and and talk okay. about you know all the good times. Okay, so okay. Um, question for you because it's about eight thirty eight. We've got about twenty two minutes ish left in the show tonight. Oh. I I told you time just flies. I mean, I could we could have had a four hour show and just you know chatted for three and a half of it. <laughs> um, one of the things that we used to do on the show all the time was to take listener calls. So I asked Stephanie if she mm-hmm. would be open to taking a couple of calls. Uh, for all of you who are new to listening to Stephanie, in just a second, I'm going to have her explain what she does, how she does it, her background, why she is too legit to quit. And we're not talking MC Hammer. She is the real deal. Um <laughs> But if you do want to ask a question, call 323-657-1493. That is the hotline. It's open right now. You've got to press 2 on your keypad. I believe it's number 2 on the keypad. It prompts you when you call in. And you'll be put in the queue. I've got probably, I don't know, 30, 40 people lined up right now. Um, we're going to take as many calls as we can, but realize we're probably going to get to like one or two calls, okay? With that being said, if you want to book a reading with Stephanie, um, by the way, she doesn't work for free, folks. So if you book an appointment with her, you know, you got to pay for it. So um, I'm shilling for her right now. So she doesn't have to. If you'd like more information, you can go to her website. If you click on the show link with her name, um, there's also a second link on there where it says click here to change your life or, you know, Stephanie Gerard on the show page, it will take you directly to our website. You can see packages, rates, all that cool stuff. Um, 
but you will have an amazing experience. So Stephanie, before we get to any calls, um, kind of give the listeners just a refresh if they're new to the show, the 411 about who you are and what you do, and then we're going to take a couple of calls. All right. Well, there's quite a plethora of things that I do. I am a quantum healer. I'm also a medium, and it's um, healing by way of alchemy energy. So the number one thing that um, happens with the experience of having the session is that energy is moved. You know, cords are cleared, hooks are released. There's quite an energy cleanup, but energy is shifted release, dissolve, transmute it, blah, blah, blah. Um, if a person wants to connect with a loved one, it depends on their availability. Uh, what I do is primarily healing, and with that often comes information. You know, some people say psychic. I just say, you know, the information intuitively comes through after we do the energy cleanup. So I have, you know, there's businesses that consult with me, on, you know, what kind of decisions they need to make, um, you know, whatever's going on, employees, et cetera. I have business owners who connect with me. I have done missing persons, um, lost down whatever, and, you know, um, are they alive or have they crossed over? Um, I'm consulted for child cases as well. Um, also, you know, pregnancies. Uh, pregnancy has been really interesting, quite a backstory that visit my website under the testimonials, and you can read one in particular. And, um, and Stephanie, your line is a little pretty, crackly. Yeah. I'm going to see if you can adjust, oh. either stand somewhere else or adjust um, your microphone and to see if we get a little better connection. I am readjusting. And anyway, does that help? No, not really, but it's we'll get through it. Not really. Okay. Okay. And it, and it just started when I said, tell us all about yourself, Stephanie. And then the line went a little garbled. Oh. So everybody listening, it's the phone it. line. I apologize, but Stephanie's really here live and in Technicolor with us. I am here. Okay. All right. So, yeah, there's quite a list, but there's really nothing that can't be done. Let's put it that way, because pretty much anything is possible with readings, with healing, all kinds of neat stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Definitely. Cool. So, when I bring a caller on the line, I'm going to ask him, you know, caller, please state your first name and then what other either question or information do you want before uh, and tell, I mean, what's the, how was your process? What would you like them to do? Because we want to make sure they follow the guidelines so they are getting, you know, an, an accurate um, portrayal of what, you know, they're asking about. Sure. Uh, first name only and a specific question. Otherwise, we can write that hamster wheel all night long. Yeah. Okay. That'll so work. we're going to yeah. open up the phone lines here to the first caller. Um, area code 561. You are on the air with Stephanie Gerard. Her website, by the way, is whitelight.love, whitelight.love. And caller 561, you're on the air with Stephanie. Your name, question, please. Hi, my name is Stacy, and speaking of love, do you see uh, me meeting anybody anytime soon? Um, Stacy, I'll tell you something. A lot of the clinics are retrograde right now. One of the things that I would recommend is giving yourself some time until the end of the year. At that place in time, we have Saturn going direct, 
And the reason I say Saturn is because Saturn is the teacher. Saturn is the teacher for all of us. And if there's a problem with anything in general, generally speaking, it affects relationships big time. So that being said, um, that being said, what comes through is between, I'm getting between six to eight months. Not saying that you won't meet somebody before that, but there will be a person of interest of a more serious nature. Probably by eight months from now, you will have met them, connected, and um, it, it will it will be interesting. Let's put it that way. So stay open and do some more work on yourself. It feels like there's um, you have other thoughts or ideas about relationships going on. So you'll want to revisit what are your values, what's important to you, and then establish that. And then uh, you know you'll be able to draw in that likeness. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, because I took a break because, you know, for a long time I want to meet somebody that, um, you know, I I like and, um, you know, somebody nice. It's just hard to connect. I can't explain it. I guess I want them to come off right. Uh-huh. So you understand because first impressions are kind of very important and, um, I I guess I want somebody I have in, same interests in, and somebody I feel comfortable, and you know, just the chemistry is important, but the character to back it up. So exactly. So yeah, yeah. So between now and whenever, work on those qualities that you are looking to manifest for yourself, and find that within yourself first. And then you will, you know, have better opportunity to attract that likeness of energy. Definitely. Yeah. I would certainly stay open. Okay. All right. Thank you, Stacey. Appreciate you being so patient in waiting. Um, I'm going to take one more caller, and then I've got some more questions here for Stephanie. 856, you are now on the air with Stephanie. Can we get your first name and your question, please? Oh, Rosemaria, and I guess it's stay on topic with that. <laughs> All right. Hi, Maria. Uh, How are you? All righty. <laughs> so this is a relationship question, is that correct? Right, long term, when that's coming in. I've been patient. Sure. Sure, yes. Um, once again, we're in a space and time. First of all, the month of June is crazy. Right mm-hmm. now, right this minute, there's seven planets oh, yeah. going backwards. We have mm-hmm. the solar eclipse. We have the lunar eclipse. We have the solstice. There's a lot going on. June is challenging. Bottom line here, I will say a similar thing, which is, first of all, work on yourself. Um, release all expectations, judgments, conclusions of all of the woulda, coulda, shouldas, and think about what it is that you want. Um write down the qualities within you that you really, really love. Also, when we want to meet people, think about, and I know it's hard right now because of everything going on on the planet, um, think about what area of interest do you have and visit that type of group or social situation. Lots of times people want to meet somebody, but then they they never walk out their front door. So it's important to get out and socialize. 
for you, though, it does feel like you may you have opportunity to meet somebody sooner, three to four months from now is what I'm seeing. So just keep up what you're doing to work on yourself. Stay open to all possibilities. But also, once again, visit what's really important to you so you can draw that to yourself. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Good. Very good. Thank you, Rosemaria. I appreciate your, um, again, thank you for the patience and waiting to ask your question tonight. Okay. I ha- By the way, if you want to call in 323-657-1493, you got to press number two on the phone and that raises the little you know flag on the call queue here because we've got a, a boatload of you who have called in, which I love, but I never open that your phone line unless you've indicated that you want to ask a question. So I'm just going to leave you all on hold. Um, Stephanie, going back to living in Alaska, I have some follow-up now. Now that you've kind of given me the insight to the real dirt of living in nature's wonderland, what is it like when you are out eating at restaurants? And we're talking before all of the quarantine and stuff like that. What has been one of the biggest surprises that you've found um, dining in Alaska compared to hanging out at like the you know fish market in Seattle? Um, Well, first of all, the names of the restaurants, we have the Bear's Tooth, and we have the Moose's Tooth, and then there's the Broken Tooth. (laughs) Oh. So these are local-owned restaurants, and they have interesting items on the menu. Um, There's any time a person, any time I go into the Moose's Tooth, it's packed. Now, I, and I'm talking about pre-quarantine. It was wall-to-wall people every night. It didn't matter what day of the week it was. Um, there's definitely interesting items on the menu. We have reindeer sausage. We have this kind of sausage. We have that kind of sausage. With all of the, <laughs> I always think, all of the poor local animals, I can't eat that, you know, because it's like I just saw the reindeer out at the wildlife refuge. I'm not going to eat reindeer sausage. Um there are a lot, this is what I love though, Here, this was also a pleasant surprise, many mom and pop diners, lots of really? mom and pop diners. There's, there's not too many chains, fewer chains than there are local owned restaurants, so, and I love that. That was a neat surprise. Stephanie, do you think that's because of things like supply chain and cost of doing business compared to, you know, being down in the lower 48 where you have more, you know, um, you know, shipping, you know, um, you know, rail lines, things like that, where you have more opportunities to get goods in and out? I think that's part of it. But now here's something funny. Um, I know we had this conversation before. Uh, part of it is the local stuff. So the, um, the the freight comes in twice a week, you know, from the lower 48, you know, the grocery store items and such. The mom-and-pop diners have better opportunity to grab that up and stay consistent with their food item menu. However, visiting Fairbanks in December, <laughs> went into a restaurant to uh, hit the salad bar, and the the food service, she says, um, oh, you must be visitors. And we're like, yeah, we just got to town. We'd love a salad. Oh, well, here's the thing. Fairbanks doesn't have salad. <laughs> we're like, what? You don't have lettuce? 
no, Fairbanks is not athletic. Next, is there something else that I can help you with? And it's like, you're kidding. But um, evidently, we were, uh, I guess there was E. coli or something going on. So it can be interesting. Um, I'm not going to say post what the heck is going on, but a lot of the restaurants actually do not have lettuce. They don't offer salad on their menus right now. It's interesting. Okay. The bigger ones so, do, but not the smaller ones. Okay. For the smaller ones, though, what do you get as what's considered a vegetable? Is ketchup considered a vegetable? Is like pizza sauce a vegetable? <laughs> I mean, where, where are they kind of, you know, faking and baking to, you know, um, add stuff to hamburgers and things like that? Hamburgers. They have some of those basic items. If if one orders dinner, for example, they always seem to have broccoli. There's always baked potatoes. There's always carrots. One will always see those items. Hamburgers will have the pickle, will have the onion. And if there's lettuce, it's kind of wilty. You kind of really don't want to okay. eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of root vegetables. And that, that actually kind of makes sense because they're going to have like a longer shelf life anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Things that you would mm-hmm. need to be able to preserve and okay, that all that now totally makes sense. So what's the weirdest yeah. thing that you've eaten since you've moved to Alaska? <laughs> you can find this anywhere. The most delicious escargot. Absolutely really? Absolutely wonderfully fresh escargot. I had tried it one time eons ago, and it was nasty. This, there was no stink. It was fresh. It was amazing. It was completely amazing. And I know that's not really an Alaskan thing per se, but some of the restaurants, that's that's their thing. And I thought, well, why not? And it was delicious. That was a surprise. Um, so you mm-hmm. let's let's make a plan. You can go to the winter solstice and have escargot, and then when I come for the summer solstice, we will have a burger and fries. Oh, absolutely, you're on. Okay, you're and on. by the way, that's so not oh. on the diet, but yeah. I know. Oh, who cares? And you know what they actually are really good at is the sweet potato fries. They make them from yams. <laughs> oh my god. Those are delicious, absolutely delicious. Yeah, of course because they're not on the diet, but they taste great. Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay, so do you have different? um, Do you have different condiments up there? You know, like down here in like Huntington Beach. Of course, you have you know like ketchup and things like that. But I'm when and I don't eat French fries. Stephanie, it's a slippery slope. If I start with one fry, I need to. I'll shove you down a flight of stairs for a king size fry, and I have I have zero regret. I, that's just being true. Um, but you know, I love ketchup with either ranch, or I love ketchup with Cholula, or Tapatio, or some kind of hot sauce. Do you have different condiments up there that are like local must-haves? I think they're probably just more basic than anything. I think every table will have salt and pepper. And then if you want ketchup, they have to bring it to you. Really? And then they do. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Well, you know, now I'm thinking post post everything. Oh, so okay. Okay. Everything, yeah, yeah. 
clean, you know, you know, ketchup, mustard. Um, and then the Mexican restaurants, they have various kinds of salsa. In fact, what I love is the local old Mexican restaurants, they make all of their salsas homemade, and they have three, four, oh. five, six different varieties. Oh, I love that. And it's fresh made. Um, now, see, that sounds probably delicious. More simple. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The food choices okay. in general are interesting. Some places you can order bison, and it's like, I can't eat the bison. I'm not going to do that today. Yeah. Well, so it's just like a lot of uh, fresh local fare, which sounds just on the surface just fantastic. So, yeah, okay. Um, I have so much more I wanted to talk to you about. I guess that just means we're going to have to have you come back uh, another yeah. time. I don't know if next month or whatever, but we'll get it figured out. Okay, so everybody – Sorry for everybody else who we did not get to tonight. I'm glad that we were able to talk to Stacy and Rose Maria and answer a couple of questions there. We have had the privilege of having Stephanie Gerard on the show. She travels the country and travels the world um, leading seminars as a featured guest speaker. She works with clients all around the world telephone, um, you know, Zoom, Skype, you name it, she will do it. I've got links to her website, whitelight.love, on the show page. I'm strongly recommending that you take a hot minute out of your night and go schedule an appointment with Stephanie at a time that's convenient for you from somebody who has worked with Stephanie in the past, or she has helped me. I should really rephrase it more correctly from chakra healing and cutting cords and pulling plugs and theta energy. And then just being a great um, intuitive and sharing information. Stephanie is the real deal and she is worth every penny. Um, I will just again say, please go to her website and take a look at, um, her testimonials. And if you feel so inclined, schedule an appointment. You will not be disappointed, folks. Um, again, my big thanks to Stephanie for being on the show. I want to give a couple of shout outs. Um, I want to say thanks to Brandon and his wife, Allison. They just had a brand new baby boy yesterday down in um, Southern California. They're listening tonight. And I want to say I'm very happy for your family. Um, now, hurry up and get back to work. Um, I've got Judy who had sent me a note a little bit earlier and she's listening as well. And she just wanted a quick shout out. So Judy, hi, I'm, I'm super thrilled that you are calling in for everybody else. Uh, we'll be back um, very soon next Saturday. Cause again, it's Saturday night live and we'll have a fresh episode for you super soon. It won't be wilted lo- uh, lettuce. I promise you that but it will be full of fun and excitement. So Stephanie, just a real treat to have you here. Have fun with your family. I Tell them thank you for allowing you to be part of this and taking an hour away from them on this particular night. And we will see you soon back here on Rated G Radio. And um, again, tell your friends to listen. If you want to re-listen to it, you can go get it on the Apple Podcasts, on all the, you know, wherever you get your PPE, your podcast, uh, preferred podcast places. So go get it, download it, share it, do all of the fun stuff, and we will see you soon right here on Rated G Radio. You've been listening to Rated G Radio.